Amen. <clears throat> Just because you did something right in the past, whatever happens next in the next dispute or something that, that happens, it can't be assumed that you're right. It could be the other party that's right. Because you made a wrong choice last time and you had the wrong attitude in the past, and when something happens between you and somebody else or some situation comes up, it doesn't mean that you did wrong in that situation. God recognizes people as individuals. He deals with everyone on the basis of their individual doing right, meaning righteousness. And he deals with each one on the basis of their doing wrong, their wickedness. Each action, each situation, God judges on its own merit. God is impartial. It means that he's not partial. He forbids us to be partial. He forbids us to take part in partiality because God is objective. He's fair. He's equitable. He's not partial. God's nature or impartiality or partiality, whichever one side or the other coin, you look at it, is related to being accepted. There is a way for us people to be accepted. I was uh, pondering all these things and I started looking a few things up. And something that came up, um, if you turn to Exodus chapter 28, this is a <coughs> longer section that talks about when Moses came or when Moses was up on the mount and the Lord was giving him the Ten Commandments and between that there was a whole lot of other things the pattern for the tabernacle and then how the priesthood was going to be and the sacrifices and in between those things it says how the sacrifices are going to be offered and given and what the priesthood are, are, are to do and how they are to do it and it talks about what the high priest should wear he should have a breastplate a robe sash, turban, a hat. So in this section here, just focusing on one part and just before we get down this path, this is not to copy, to take literally the priestly garments but to understand the principle behind what these things apply. So we read in verse 36 and Moses instructs the nation of Israel or God instructs Moses and then he instructs them. He says, Thou shalt make a plate of pure gold and grave upon it, like the engravings of the signet, holiness to the Lord. And thou shalt put it, this is the gold plate with the engraving, upon the mitre, that is another word for a turban, upon the forefront of the turban it shall be. And it shall be on Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel shall hallow in all their holy gifts. It shall be always upon his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. So <clears throat> one of the garments, priestly garments, was this hat, 
turban. And on it was a the front plate, and on it said, Holiness to the Lord. What is the meaning, what is the significance of this? Aaron um, must wear it on his forehead. It means it's here. Aaron was the high priest. He performed a, a role of function of providing sacrifices to God on behalf of the people. When he had it on his turban, it was obvious. It couldn't be not seen. It was plain. It was um, <clears throat> he, he, it was a declaration. It stood out. It's a profession. It's a formal statement. He was to take it on himself. Aaron, before he came to sacrifice on behalf of the people, had to sacrifice on his behalf. So he was accepted to God, while the people were not yet. And when people came and provided a sacrifice, which was the best they could, but it was actually still short of what God needed, God accepted that sacrifice because he accepted Aaron, because Aaron had it on his head where it said holiness to the Lord <clears throat> Aaron covered them when they when their sacrifice as pure and clean as it was it was not accepted to God because we hear we read Aaron in another translation it says he will take on the guilt of the people of Israel because there were, there were some things which were not acceptable even though they, their intentions and their efforts were as good as they could be. It's kind of like, imagine that we're about to give the Lord an offering, a financial offering. And we are going to give the Lord through an offering in the collection and the heaven goes, don't touch that money. It's dirty. It's been through all kinds of hands. It's not right. But God says, I accept it because I accept the way that it's given. <clears throat> the sacrifice, uh, the when the, the children of Israel came and offered and Aaron had this turban on his head it was for the for the consecration of the sacred offerings what's that a sacred offering a sacrifice what what's a sacrifice we think of something that's <clears throat> in the old testament that's burning on the altar and then smoking away but the sacrifice more fundamentally is it's giving up something that we think is valuable to us in respect of something greater. It's a part of submission and it's part of obedience. We are offering up 
something that we hold dear and we go actually there is something greater and, and dearer than that and then when that's done then that offering is accepted to God and then the people are accepted to God so it says that Aaron may bear the iniquity or the guilt of the holy things which the children of Israel shall hallow providing the holy gifts that they may be accepted before the Lord just as the high priest was accepted they could be accepted Aaron wore the turban to take upon himself to bear the iniquities the imperfections and cleanliness of the worship and the sacrifice of the children of Israel because even their worship there was some guilt and uncleanliness in it he wore the turban that the sacrifice and worship might be accepted but that they might be accepted if we turn to Hebrews chapter 9 <coughs> Hebrews is an explanation by some of the things of the Old Testament um, Hebrews chapter 9 we read in verse 23 verse 24 it was therefore necessary that the patterns or the copies of things in the heavens should be purified or cleansed with these this is referring to the way that the Old Testament and, and the tabernacle was sacrificed but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than, than these for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are the figures of true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us Jesus is the high priest and he is accepted before God he became the better and the more valuable sacrifice because of him you and I are accepted because of him your and my offering sacrifice is accepted your and my offering is accepted when I declare not like a priest but when I declare to the Lord that it is known to the Lord that this is unto you holiness to the Lord I'm doing it to you this is my sacrifice something that's valuable to me but I recognize that value that it has is actually not as great as value and therefore I honor you in Hebrews chapter 7 just going back a little bit just to support this but this man verse 24 this man meaning Christ Jesus because he continueth ever has an unchangeable priesthood uh, verse 23 as well back and there were truly many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death but this man that's Jesus because he continueth ever has an unchangeable priesthood we know I'm not going to go into too much more detail, but we understand that Jesus became the high priest for all of us. Jesus appears in the presence of God that we might be accepted by God in holiness to the Lord. Not in our holiness, but by the covering of Jesus Christ and Him covering our shortcomings. Just the same as the high priest in the Old Testament covered the shortcomings the nation of Israel when they came 
to provide sacrifices and offerings to the Lord. We turn to Romans chapter 5. Verse 9, Much more then, being now justified by His blood, that is, by the blood of Jesus, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Verse 19, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. When we come to worship God, there are many reasons why we might come to worship Him. In the Old Testament, people were encouraged to sacrifice to the Lord for many reasons, to bring offerings to the Lord. Some of them were for sin, some of them were for health reasons, some of them were for blessings, some of them were for different situations that took place. And so, we in our lives, in our situations, what's the relevance for me? We, we can come to the Lord to sacrifice, to submit to Him. We need to do it in declaration to Him in reverence, in honor. When God is declared, so it can be seen, and when it's done in the right way, and worshipped, and people go, well, this is, what kind of a process is this? When they make fun of it, or don't acknowledge it, or say, I don't know what this is talking about, what kind of God is this? Then watch what happens. In Exodus you don't have to turn there. I'll, I'll, I'll turn through these. Exodus chapter 5, when the Lord speaks to Moses. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Okay. Verse 22. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, The Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his hand of this land and God spoke unto Moses and said unto him I am the Lord and I appeared unto Abraham unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Jehovah uh, by the name of God Almighty but but by my name Jehovah was I not known to them Jehovah what's Jehovah? self-existent one I am I was I will be I am Overall, I'm above all. I'm Lord of Lords. I'm King of Kings. There's no one else. I am God. And Pharaoh says, Who is this God? So what happens? Moses declares. He comes to Pharaoh and he says, This is on behalf of the Lord. He says, This is to worship the Lord. And this is to be accepted by the Lord. And Pharaoh says, no, I don't think so. So then Moses can remove himself from that because it's not between Moses and Pharaoh, but it's between 
Pharaoh and Jehovah. And then we know what happened is that Pharaoh lost. And God demonstrated that he is God. In Second Chronicles, <clears throat> this is just taking on that principle of how we come to sacrifice to the Lord. Uh, lo there's lots of examples. I'm just pulling out a few. Um, in the life of one of the good kings of Judah, by the name of Hezekiah, we read, After these things, and the establishment there of Sennacherib, king of Syria came and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and he thought to win them for himself and when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem he took counsel with his princes and he did various things and then we read in verse 9 and he, the, Hezekiah says to his people be strong and courageous be not afraid nor troubled for the king of Syria nor for all the multitude of him that is with him. For there be more with us than there be with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us to fight our battles. This is a declaration. This is making things public. This is not about us. This is not about us, our nation. Uh, we hold our nation as valuable. We hold our kingdom as valuable. But you know what? We will give that up. We will we will sacrifice that and we'll say, Lord, you take it. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us, see, this is no longer about me, about my nation, my, my, about my kingdom, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves or trusted in the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. And this did Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. He sent his servants to Jerusalem unto Hezekiah king of Judah and unto all Judah that were at Jerusalem saying whereon do you trust that you abide in the siege of Jerusalem um, don't let Hezekiah to persuade you to give yourselves over to die by famine and thirst what do you think you're doing here you think that he, when he says the Lord your God will deliver you out of the hand of the king of Assyria hasn't um, don't you know that I, King uh, Sennacherib, have done to all the people of other lands? Were not the gods of these nations of these lands able to deliver them? Was there among any of them a god? What is your god that should be able to deliver you out of my hand? Um, and this his servant spake against the Lord and against the servants of the Lord. And he, King, wrote also letters to rail on the Lord God of Israel and to speak against him, saying... As the gods of the nations of other lands have not delivered their people out of my hand, so shall not the God of Hezekiah deliver his people out of my hand. This king is not going against Hezekiah. He's going against I am. And I am says I am. And then we read, For this cause and the prophets uh, that they prayed, and the Lord sent an angel which cut off the almighty men of valor and the leaders and the captains of the camp and the king of Syria. And he returned with his shame face. He was defeated into his own land. And when he was coming to his house of his God back in Assyria, 
they that came forth out of his bowels, we read later that was actually his uh, sons, slew him there with a sword. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah. What's this got to do with sacrifice? Lord, the situation has come up. Lord, we value our land. We value what you've given us, but we value you more. We're not going to give in to this king. We're not going to give in to his ways. We're going to say that you are Lord and we'll give ourselves over to you. And the king fights against God and God wins. I am, I was, I will be. In Daniel chapter 3, there was uh, several young men. We, we probably aware of this um, account. <clears throat> then Nebuchadnezzar, oh, we'll, we'll read back here. Um, then there came certain Jews who were in Babylon, and of them were these three. And, and these men, O king, have not regarded you. They have not served your gods, nor worshipped the golden image which you have set up. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring these three. Then they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spoke, spoke unto them and said, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? And they say, Sure. Sure, king. We don't have to think about changing our minds. We don't have to think about what's going to happen next. If it be so, our God in whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, let it be known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. You know what, king? Our lives are valuable. But you know what, Jehovah? My life is valuable, but it's not as valuable. I offer my life as a sacrifice to make you higher and when they did that God went oh it's not a longer about Cedric Meshach Abednego but because of the way that they came to me it's now they're acknowledging me as I am as the king of kings lord of lords now God is a God of honor God is a God of impartiality Oh, he's not. He's not. In, he's uh, he's not impartial, and he will stand on behalf of to demonstrate who he is. And we know that they won out. And then, in fact, Nebuchadnezzar says at the end, interesting. If you if you read, um, this is what King Nebuchadnezzar says. And then he said and spake, "Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego," because they didn't burn up in the fire. Because they gave Lord the glory. They declared, they didn't go, you know what, King Nebuchadnezzar, we're really tough here. No, they, in reverence, in sacrifice, said, whether we live or die, we value our lives and we offer them as a sacrifice to a greater. And because of that, when they were thrown in the fiery furnace, they didn't burn up. And then the king says, Blessed be the God of Cedric, Meshach, and Abednego. This was a guy that comes from a place called Babylon. Who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve 
no worship except any other god except their own god he recognized what they did it wasn't about defying him it was about them submitting themselves and allowing god to be the victor there's lots of examples we can look at them all but i don't think we need to what is the point of all this these things are all linked in your life there'll be situations there'll be things that you value that have value there's certain comforts there's health there's family there's your reputation there's finance there's your possessions which we can have and we can be blessed with and they hold value but at some point it might be that we need to give them up and when we do in the Old Testament people came and offered a sacrifice through the priest we're not talking about going through a priest here but understand the principle they came in reverence they came with respect they came with a declaration this is to the Lord holiness to the Lord I'm offering my comforts I'm offering my family my finances my health whatever it may be and Lord you take it and then the Lord is able to take that and say I will I will do something here we need to understand there's a difference and distinction between saving our souls God will always save someone's soul when they come to him and when they willingly submit another situation might be whatever the situation is in your life and God may choose as in the life of Moses in the life of Ezekiah in the case of Manasseh in the case of kings who were evil when they God is not partial and even though they were evil in the past and they made the wrong decisions based on that situation at that particular point in time where they submitted and they came to God in the right way God delivered them he may may not deliver us but the point is he will be lifted up it is always about him being lifted up you will be saved whether your finances are saved your health is saved is a second matter because ultimately he is lifted up what is this about if you come to the Lord in the right way in your life if you worship him if you sacrifice to him if you declare your sacrifices in the right way they will be accepted you will be accepted and no matter the circumstance no matter your past actions that in the past you did wrong in the past you are known as the one that messes up and doesn't do things the right way but if you trust the Lord if you follow his ways and his principles he will declare himself Jehovah I am I was I will be and he will fight your battles isn't he wonderful isn't Jesus my Lord wonderful praise the Lord